Hello everybody. Uh, you can see that uh, we're in a different place today. I think if you watched last week, you will have seen Ruth in this same place today. We're in the parlor uh, at First Presbyterian Church. And mentioning Ruth, I do want to thank her for filling in last week. Um, Today is a little bit different, not just because of where we are. Uh, today is different than the past 30 plus Sundays because as a congregation, we have this service right now, this one that's being recorded as a means of worship and connection by the Holy Spirit. And if you feel healthy enough and safe enough around others, most certainly around others while adequately spaced and masked, then you can join me uh, and others on the soccer field on Sunday morning, this morning that you're watching this, at 10.30 for our first in-person worship since March 15th. Long time ago, seven months ago. Um, but we'll be able to be back together outdoors. It'll be a really big day for us. We'll have a congregational meeting to elect our officer nominating committee. There'll be a little bit of a rally day party with a sack breakfast as you come in. You can pick that up. And we will also kick off uh, our stewardship campaign for 2021. You should have received one of these in the mail. Uh, gratitude is the heart of stewardship, along with a pledge card. The committee uh, worked on this just to, to remind us of our history, our present and our future, and how our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings support the work of this church and support this congregation. Now, just so you don't feel left out, if you can't make it in person, you will have uh, an opportunity uh, to give officer recommendations uh, later, suggestions to the nominating committee. Uh, you can call the church office. We'll uh, answer any Sunday school questions you might have that you might have asked during a rally day. Uh, and again, for the stewardship kickoff, you will have received that in the mail. The only thing I don't think we can do is the sack breakfast. You'll have to make your own breakfast, but we're still together and uh, we're excited about this opportunity Sunday morning. All right, there are a few other announcements, our normal announcements I want to take care of before we begin into worship. As always, I do ask that you remember those on your prayer list that's sent out on Thursday. There are some new names this week. There are some names that will beyond next week that we've heard about since Thursday. There are folks that are um, facing new and frightening diagnoses. There are folks that are in the hospital. Um, I ask that you lift them up by name. If they're listed, you lift them up to God unnamed if they are not. But however you do, please keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers. Uh, as far as our community and the coronavirus, it's been a uh, continuing crazy bunch of days. We are uh, at the 3,000 mark in cases in our community, in our county, but our positive test rate continues to stay down, uh, which is why we're able to do this outdoor worship on Sunday. Uh, but the trend in our state and in our nation is going back upwards. So, uh, we have to remain vigilant. I ask that you still 
continue to wear your masks because that is the one proven way we know that helps to keep those on and keep distance from the folks that you're around um, to protect them and they would wear one to protect you. So let us continue to do that as a means of showing our love and our respect for our neighbors. Uh, the food bank is open on Tuesdays, five to six. The jacket jamboree that we've been talking about happens next Saturday. So if you have any jackets you'd like to drop, drop off, please do that. Uh, if you've got uh, an opportunity to help, please let us know in the office. We always can use some help. Um, junior and senior highs are still meeting Sunday from five to seven. Uh, again, parents, if you send your kids, the rules are just like school. We keep them distance and we do expect them to wear a mask. So understand that when you send the kids to youth. And there is a ramp build fast approaching. Uh, it will be on the 31st of this month on Halloween. Uh, Jack is looking for eight to 10 volunteers to help. The ramp build will take place at Lake Taupin, so it's not too far away, but it's another family that could use a ramp to help them um, dealing with some infirmity, getting in and out of their home. Uh, I do remind you the Terrific Tuesday videos go up on Tuesdays. Watch them and share them. These services, we're gonna continue to do these, especially for the folks that don't yet feel safe coming to any kind of an in-person service we do. So these will continue to go up on Sunday mornings. Watch them, comment, share them, uh, because there are folks far and wide um, that are feeling connected to our con congregation now through these services. Uh, so we will continue those. I do thank you again for your pledges and your offerings um, that you continue to send those in. Uh, you've been very generous. Uh, you've been very faithful. So thank you for that. And there's work happening at the church. They started on the roof of this building, the education building, and the carpet is mostly in, in the sanctuary. So good news. It's all uh, looking better and better and better. There's always something happening. So friends, again, I welcome you. I'm glad that you're watching. It does mean so very much to know that you are out there and that you are praying as I am praying that someday soon we will be back in the sanctuary, shoulder to shoulder, uh, holding hands, singing together. But um, might be a ways, but it's coming. So friends, let us uh, continue to offer our prayers for that blessing. I do thank Scott. Uh, gifted director, our all-around tech expert and drone pilot. We're going to try and get some drone video of the the uh, field before the service. Uh, to Tamara, who's always figuring out a way to make our surroundings look just right, no matter where we are. Um, so I do thank you both uh, for that. Um, and Tamara's setting the shot. I, I'm not sure if you know how important this is. You remember the first one we did. We had a Kleenex box, a golf ball, and a Diet Coke, I think, were up around the pulpit in the shot. So thank you, Tamara. And half your head. And half my head, yes. Well, that might have been a good thing, yeah. Anyway, we're, we keep learning how to do this thing, but thank you to both of you. Uh, and thanks to Jenna and Chris and Ian who are gonna help with music today and the virtual choir, the section leaders of the choir who are also helping with music today. Thank you uh, for sharing your gifts with us. All right, friends.
uh, as a church family, uh, as friends in faith, as neighbors in this community. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us worship God with thanksgiving. Let us pray. God who answers prayer, we are blessed and humbled that you hear us when we call to you in our time of deepest longing. Receive our gratitude for your listening ear. Help us to live as those who know how very much you love us, to live sharing that good news with all your children, to live sharing that love with all your children. During this time of uncertainty, remind us of your steady kindness. Bless those searching for answers and treatments and vaccines to combat the coronavirus with all the strength of mind, body, and soul they require to succeed. Protect those serving in harm's way and provide for them in equal measure, courage, and empathy. Be the healing that all who've been afflicted need. Lord, bless all with the wisdom needed to live safely during this time of pandemic. Lord, inspire us to befriend our neighbors. And Lord, use us to serve all who are in need during this time of anxiousness and fear. All of this we pray in the name of Jesus, who turned death into new life and who taught us to pray together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Friends, our first special music, our first hymn for today is What Wondrous Love Is This? Chris, second Chris, will be singing. I believe Jenna is accompanying him. Friends, let us be blessed by this gift of music.
thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jenna. But thank you, Chris. Um, I know you're there. Um, all right, uh, friends, we do have two uh, pieces of scripture for today, uh, as we do in the narrative lectionary. We have a, a New Testament passage, which we will read first from the gospel according to Luke from the first chapter, verses 46 through 55. This is Mary's song, Mary's prayer. Uh, you may know it as the Magnificat, which in Latin means my soul magnifies the Lord, the Magnificat. It's a passage um, that reminds us that God will do what God will do. Hear now the word of the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to all his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Very well done. Our preaching text, uh, the text that we will spend more time on today, is from 1 Samuel. Uh, it is going to be uh, verses from the first chapter and then the second. So first chapter, verses 9 through 11, then skipping forward to verses 19 and 20, and then skipping forward again to chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Uh, this is Hannah's story um, of her and her son Samuel and of her giving her son Samuel into the care of Eli so that he might serve God. And then we get Hannah's prayer, which sounds remarkably like Mary's song. Um, a wonderful example of how things are indeed connected through scripture. Hear now the word of the Lord. After they had eaten and drunk at Shiloh, Hannah rose and presented herself before the Lord. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. And she made this vow, O Lord of hosts, if only you will look on the misery of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant, but will give your servant a son, then I will set him before you as a Nazarite until the day of his death, and he shall drink neither wine nor intoxicants, and no razor shall touch his head. They rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, then they went back to their house at Ramah. Elkanah, Hannah's husband, knew his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. 
In due time, Hannah conceived and bore a son. She named him Samuel, for she said, I have asked him of the Lord. Having returned now to the temple in Shiloh after Samuel was weaned, we rejoin the story. Hannah left him there for the Lord. Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My strength is exalted in my God. My mouth derides my enemies because I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord, no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let not arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble gird on strength. Those who are full have hired themselves out for bread, but those who are hungry are fat with spoil. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life. He brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low. He also exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness for not by might does one prevail. The Lord, his adversaries shall be shattered. The Most High will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the power of his anointed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our passages for today once again show how the Old Testament and New Testaments of the Christian Bible are so beautifully linked. How they even mirror each other. How God uses unassuming characters to do extraordinary things. How those ordinary people in our sacred texts become irreplaceable parts in the ever-expanding love story between God and humankind. In the Gospel according to Luke, we have a lesson that we normally read during the Advent. It's the account of Mary's visit with her cousin Elizabeth just after the angel Gabriel told her that she would conceive a son by the Holy Spirit and that that son would be God's son, the Messiah, the King of Kings. Now Mary was still a child, keep that in mind. But when she hears this from the angel Gabriel, what she says to him is so full of wisdom. She says to Gabriel, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. 
After the encounter, Mary leaves town to stay with Elizabeth, another unlikely mother-to-be, because Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah, were kind of old, and they'd been unable to have children. As Mary arrived, she called out a greeting, and Scripture says that the child in Elizabeth's womb leapt with joy. Elizabeth was Mary's cousin, and we know that the baby that leapt was John the Baptist, all connected. Elizabeth welcomes Mary, and then the child mother of God sings her song, a prayer, really, the Magnificat. And through her song, Mary tells of the one true God who will always fight for the lowly and the oppressed She shares that God will always stand against the wicked. She reveals that God is about to create another new thing. And she explains to all who would live in faith after her that God, the creator, the Messiah, and spirit is a God of wonderful reversals. Meaning that God will always work to make things right for the righteous not the self-righteous, it's an important distinction, but the righteous, those whose righteousness is recognized in their lives through their love and their compassion for others. Because of stories like this one in scripture, we know God will always work for the good of those who are guided by their faith to be kind and loving and good to their neighbors. God will always be with those who love the Lord and love all. Mary's song follows closely what another unlikely mother-to-be sings some 900 years before her. Hannah was by all accounts a very good person. She was faithful, kind, and loving. She was beloved by her husband, Elkanah. She was not However, loved by Elkanah's other wife, Peninnah, and Peninnah went out of her way to make Hannah miserable. Basically, Peninnah was a bully. She was cruel. She bragged on her children and asked Hannah where her children might be, doing so because Hannah and Elkanah had no children together. They hadn't been able to conceive together. Elkanah saw the meanness, the wickedness in Peninnah, and he recognized the goodness in Hannah, and he loved Hannah more because of her goodness. While on an annual trip to the temple, Hannah prayed for herself, by herself, a deeply personal, emotional, whole-body prayer, an ugly prayer, asking God to bless her with a son, promising God that if that blessing were realized, she would give her son back to God as a Nazarite, a servant of God. She prayed through her sobs, her body racked with sobs, praying what she wanted most from God. The priest on duty, Eli, witnessed Hannah's prayer, and when he saw her swaying and sobbing and wailing the way she was, he assumed she was drunk on festival wine, and he left his place at the door to chase her out of the temple. 
But Hannah would not be moved. And she told Eli she was not drunk. She was broken. And Eli, recognizing the truth in her words, and I imagine recognizing her goodness, sent her on her way with a blessing of peace and with his prayers added to her prayers that God would indeed answer Hannah's prayers for a son. And God did. When the son of Elkanah and Hannah was born, Hannah kept her promise. And while Samuel was still very young, just weaned, is what the scriptures say, she presented him to Eli for training and service. And Samuel would become favored by God. He would hear God's voice. He would, in fact, speak for God as God's prophet. And he would be the one God used to choose and anoint Saul as the first king of Israel. Thus, he would also use Samuel to choose and anoint David as the beloved king of Israel. And thus, established the line of David that would be the line of Christ. It's always connected because it's all connected. Now, I think it's important for me to say this before I finish up. God hears our prayers. God hears all of our prayers. But not all of our prayers are answered as we would hope. What happened for Hannah doesn't happen for everyone. I don't know why that is, but I know it can be confusing and I know it hurts. But I do take comfort in the fact that God is listening and that so many times what I pray for kind of happens in ways that I would never expect. And I see in my life and the lives of others so many answered prayer blessings like friendships and chosen family and community and opportunities to love others and to serve God. And I'm humbled by that, and I'm grateful for that. God has worked through the most unlikely people to do the most wonderful things, redirecting lives, changing stories, raising up the lowly, bringing low the haughty, and it's all because God is God and God is goodness and God is love. So then, let's be good to each other. Let's be answered prayers for each other. And let's promise to open our hearts and pray that God would make us instruments of divine goodness and love. And may God's goodness guide our actions and our words so that God's love will always be visible in how we live our lives. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. And now, friends, we have a hymn presented by the section leaders of our choir, a virtual choir, Holy, Holy, Holy.
Thank you all so very much for coming together to offer for us a virtual choir. Thank you so very much. Y'all are blessings to this congregation. I uh, hope you know that. Uh, now, friends, um, remember this uh, for today. God is goodness. God is love. And through the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of Jesus, we know that God's goodness and love are meant for us to share. May it be according to God's will that we do just that. And now so that we might be strengthened and prepared for God's will to be done, let us receive God's blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love and goodness of God, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and be with you always. Thanks be to God and amen. All right, folks. Bye. Maybe I'll see you Sunday morning on the field. If not, I'll catch you here next week.